Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. everybody. First and foremost, I just want to thank you for coming back to All Together this Sunday. It is November now, guys. I know it doesn't seem like it, but it's already November. And for this month, we're going to kick off a new series called Roadblocks and Relationships. And the first of those being pride. Now, if you live in Atlanta or honestly any major city at that, you know roadblocks just a little bit too well, just like me. And pride has been a very not fun one. Um, It's been a really sneaky one as well. It's gotten into my relationships, my friendships, my jobs, my school, anything you can think of. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. Just when you're feeling confident, something comes along and knocks you down and you get insecure. That's when pride really works its best on you. And so I just wanted to talk today about how I've dealt with that in the past, and also how Jeremiah has stood up to pride. Now, Jeremiah was a very emotional person. He really cared for people deeply, and so when they were doing things that hurt them and when they were doing things that hurt other people, it really hit Jeremiah deeply. And so when people wouldn't listen to him, he got really upset because he really saw them as fellow children of God. And so... I think that we've all definitely had that person or those people in our lives. And so I think it's really um, important for us all to just hear this message today and how we can be conscious of our pride as well as others. To piggyback or to continue along the same line that Chelsea has kicked us off so beautifully in, Jeremiah was a weeping prophet. He was all in his feelings, y'all. And for 52 chapters written around 585 to 570 BC, this truth teller, this weeping prophet, Jeremiah, he expresses some very hard and challenging truths to many people. He didn't do this for just like one year or maybe even one month. Jeremiah completed saying all of these hard truths for 40 straight years. He reminds us today, as well as the people of ancient times, that God indeed has a purpose for us all. But also, he really tells us this, please pick up to this, that God is concerned about us intentionally following him. We need to release our pride and follow God, because when we follow God, guess what? It pleases God. And so Chelsea talked to us about pride and how it affected her relationships, her friendships, even some things with her family. And I wanna piggyback because that's exactly what Jeremiah is talking about. Specifically in Jeremiah 9, verse 23, we notice this very awesome and impactful lesson. And it's this, that pride focuses on what is within. Pride focuses on what is within. Friends, if we spend so much time looking within us, we will never have any time to look outside of us. Friends, we should reflect on who we are, 
what we say, the actions that we commit, but we cannot become so self-absorbed that we do not notice that other people may be struggling. Other people do have gifts and other people may be fighting a battle that we know nothing about. This is why we're told in Jeremiah chapter nine, specifically in verse 23, Jeremiah speaks on the behalf of God saying, thus says the Lord, do not let the wise boast in their wisdom. Do not let the mighty boast in their might. Do not let the wealthy boast in their wealth. Let's break that down. Specifically, what Jeremiah is saying is don't be prideful about your wisdom. You're smart, but you're not the smartest person in the world. <laughs> don't be prideful about how strong you are. Hey, I don't care how much you can bench press. I don't care if you're a weightlifter for a living. You do not need to boast about how strong you are. But the last command that this text teaches us is that we should not be prideful about how much money we have. Friends, this verse right here is interrupting our selfishness. It's interrupting our arrogance. It's even stopping our tendency to be trapped in our own self-absorption. And it's telling us, don't spend all your time looking within. Now you may say, okay, well, why in the world is this weeping prophet Jeremiah saying these things? Well, see, God had given Jeremiah a message. This message was to remind Judah that he is working through the events that are occurring. God is concerned about how Judah is living. And he's saying that, guess what? God is going to judge Judah by the life and the actions that they are committing. God uses Jeremiah to literally get the attention of Judah. God wants Judah to know that selfish living will not please God. God will judge the people of Judah by their actions. And guess what? This is an important message for all of us. Because likewise, God is using Jeremiah to get the attention of Judah, but he's also using Jeremiah's words to get our attention today. God is concerned about how we live. He's concerned about the speech we use, the actions we commit, and really because he wants us to reflect his image. He doesn't want us to be caught at the roadblock full of pride. Friends, God will judge us as well as he will judge Judah. And we can't spend all of our time making selfish decisions saturated by pride that literally only benefits us. Friends, the issues going on that are surrounding Jeremiah 9 is that in Judah, people are routinely lying to each other. They're routinely scheming. They're committing large actions of violence to each other. There's some oppression going on. And God is far from pleased. So Jeremiah, he's offering a relevant message to the people of Judah. He's saying, hey, I speak on the behalf of God and I hear and I see what is happening. But don't drink society's Kool-Aid. I promise it's not that good. He's saying don't become so wrapped up in your selfish actions of lying, of violence and oppression that you miss God. He's telling them in this one verse, don't trust your wisdom. Don't trust your strength. Don't trust your money. Instead, focus on that that is far greater than you. Focus on God. 
My brothers and sisters, this is such a relevant message because we can easily find ourselves wrapped up in us. We can find ourselves so wrapped up in us that we miss a movement from God. Jeremiah 9 is not only telling us that pride focuses on within, but it's actually an invitation to lament. To lament about the prideful actions that we have committed time and time again. We have to begin to ask, am I helping someone else or am I harming them by my actions? Am I helping people or am I helping myself? Jeremiah is inviting us to lament because more often than not, we've committed actions that have been one-sided, that have benefited no one else but us. Friends, the call to better actions from this verse, it leads me to think about some parental wisdom that I was given from my mother and father one time. My parents would always tell me that when I traveled a different place that was without them, whether it was on a track meet or sleeping over at one of my friend's house, my parents would always say, Josh, as you are apart from us, please act like we are sitting right next to you. Have you heard that before? <laughs> Friends, any actions that you would not commit in front of your parents, my mom and my dad would say, don't you commit them apart from us. Friends, this verse pushes all of us to live just like God is right next to us. Because God is. God sees us. God is with us. And we should live in that way. We should live remaining cognizant of the fact that God is really right next to us. God is everywhere. God is in all. God does see all. And if we would remain cognizant of this fact, I promise it would change our actions. I mean, can you really believe that maybe somebody who commits an action of racism would actually still complete that action if they really thought about God seeing them and being right next to them? Friends, I don't know about you, but when I was a child, if my parent came in the room and I was doing something wrong, I tried to hide it. <laughs> and when my parent came in the room, if I had something I shouldn't have, I say, uh oh, let me cover this up. Why? Because I care about what my parent thought. Well, friends, likewise, if we would remember and reflect and really think about God being next to us in every word we say, in every action that we commit, even in our dealings with our friends, as well as our dealings with our neighbors, even our dealings with strangers, friends, maybe we would release our pride instead of allowing our pride to be a roadblock in our relationships. Friends, this is an invitation in the text to lament. It's an invitation in the text to be reminded that God is right next to us and sees us. But friends, the roadblock of pride not only focuses on that which is within us, but the text tells us in verse 24 that focusing on God meets our needs and it leads us to serve others. Listen to what Jeremiah says as he continues coming out of verse 23. He begins verse 24 saying, but let those who boast, boast in this, that they understand and know God, that I am the Lord. I act with steadfast love, justice and righteousness in the earth. 
For in these things I delight, says the Lord. This weeping truth teller Jeremiah invites Judah as well as us today to comprehend and walk in a relationship with God. It is so great to know facts about God. I mean, it's good to say, okay, there are 66 books in the Bible, and it's great to be able to say Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and do your little great Bible drill. That's so awesome. But you want to know what's even better? Having a faithful relationship with God. Friends, facts, they serve us. They may even do well on a Bible test. But a faithful relationship where we walk with God and God walks with us it helps you to stand in the midst of the daily struggles and challenges that we're presented with. Jeremiah is telling Judah and us that God is inviting us into a beautiful love story where God provides for us and desires for us to provide for others. When you are in a relationship with someone, you notice the essence of who they are. What God is inviting us into is he's saying, I want you to know me like I know you. I want you to know that I am love, that I am hope, that I am provision, that I am sovereign. And I want you to know the core essence of me like I know you. God is asking us, will you come and travel deep with me so I can spiritually form you from the inside out? Friends, the core of God is that God is unwavering with his love. God always pursues justice and God desires for morally right actions to flood the entire earth. This is who God is. This is how God performs. This is what God is known for. And this is the pattern of God's behavior. God leaves his footprints of love justice and righteousness throughout the entire earth. We see this by the presence of Jeremiah serving as a truth teller standing between Judah and God. He's serving as an expression of God's love. How so? Because he's warning Judah that they need to live in a more better and godly way. Jeremiah exhibits justice by the mere fact that he's expressing to Judah the moral path of shedding pride and instead reflecting the upright character that God exudes God's self. Jeremiah is also exhibiting righteousness right here in the text by remaining faithful to the message God has asked him to communicate to Judah. He doesn't add to it. He doesn't subtract from it just because it's challenging. He communicates it faithfully. Friends, the message from God to Judah is a challenging oracle. It's a hard message, but it's a fair message. Why, you may ask, because people at this time are releasing their faith. They are polluting Judah and Jerusalem with evil intentions and cruel actions. And as they persist with prideful actions, God is saying, I need your attention and I need it right now. I need your attention because I'm looking to gain your commitment. Because if I gain your commitment, you'll join Jeremiah on the pathway of love, the pathway of righteousness, the pathway of following what is moral. God, through Jeremiah, is expressing that if they will let their prideful actions go, 
God will destroy the roadblock of pride and welcome them with love, righteousness, and justice. Friends, this ancient circumstance has present day implications because as prideful actions of evilness and cruelty persist, God still stands in the gap, showing us daily a better way. If we allow God and God's instructions to guide us, God will always meet our needs. And what God does is when he's a blessing to us, he will prick our heart in such a way to also be a blessing to others. Friends, what I have found so amazing about pride is that actually to be so filled with pride actually means that you deny the prompting and leading of God. Because God tells us in his word through Jesus to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so actually to be so filled with arrogance, it actually means that I'm turning my back to God. <laughs> Friends, let me tell you a bit more about pride because pride is destructive and I promise that it is. Pride says it's all about me, but humility says it's all about us. Pride says that you don't really matter, but humility says, guess what? I do see you. Pride says that's not my problem. Humility, on the other hand, asks, is there anything that can be done? Pride promotes arrogance. Humility breeds love. Pride furthers harmful agendas. Humility seeks to stop harm. Pride fills our world with hate. Humility fills our world with grace and mercy. Pride blocks peace. Pride blocks harmony. Pride is a roadblock to our relationship with God and our relationship with others. Friends, pride lives with a selfish and scarcity mindset where the mirror is always faced towards you instead of reflecting loves in the lives of others. The sins that are evident in Judah are similar to the sins that we notice in our world today. But Jeremiah stands in the gap saying, God loves you too much to allow you, Judah, to stay that way. Friends, guess what? God loves us too much to allow us to stay the same way. Friends, God is pushing us through Jeremiah's words even now, asking us to release our pride, to pick up humility so that we can live out love, righteousness, and justice. Once upon a time, there was a woman who was very smart, talented, and great. She was so gifted that she had the tendency to brag about herself everywhere she went. Well, one day her sister got the bright idea that she said, I'm gonna just travel around with you and I'm gonna hold a balloon in my hand and every time you brag, I'm going to blow a little bit of air into this balloon. Her sister said, well, go ahead, do what you need to do. So everywhere the sister went, anytime this sister would say, well, you know, I'm so awesome, she'd blow into the balloon. She kept her hand on the lip of the balloon so that no air would escape. And around, she around and around and around she went. More air was blown into the balloon because more bragging did occur. Well, all of a sudden it was the middle of the day. They couldn't even have lunch. This young lady said yet another great thing of pride about herself. And all of a sudden her sister blew into the balloon and pop! 
the balloon popped. So sister looked at her sister and she said, hey, why did the balloon pop? She says, you kept bragging on yourself and it could have all been stopped if you knew how to just shut up. Friends, the tempting roadblock of pride is a clever trap. It's a trap that deceives us into believing that we are always the best, that nobody is better than us, that we don't commit any wrongs and we're always right and the world is under our feet. Pride will have you looking half with it, unintelligent, and in some ways, frankly, just brainless because pridefulness distorts, it distorts reality. It remains challenging to notice who people are, what gifts others may have, or even what God is guiding us to do. Friends, being drunk with pridefulness, it affects not only you, but it affects everybody that you come in contact with. Pride is a very big destructive roadblock that halts our growth. It hinders community and because of pridefulness, potential is rarely ever reached. Jeremiah is telling Judah, as well as all of us today, to stop for a moment. Just pause and look to God. Stop for a moment and ask God, is pride causing a roadblock in my life? If so, this week, ask God to clear the pride from within so that the Holy Spirit can flow in and through you. Because when the Holy Spirit flows and there is no roadblock of pride, you are better and you are able to make the world a better place. Friends, just like Chelsea spoke about her testimony of pride, I think we all struggle with pride. We all believe we can sometimes be the best at something. That's not wrong. You work hard, you have a little bit of pride in yourself. But ultimately, as Jeremiah told us, we should not boast on our strength, our money, how great we think we are. We need to boast that we know God. Because if it hadn't been for God, if it hadn't been for God waking us up, giving us all that he gives us access to, where would we be? And so friends, don't allow pride to be a roadblock. And I wanna tell you, that's what our takeaway is today. Our together takeaway is this very short statement. Don't allow pride to hinder your relationship with God and with others. If you've been allowing pride to really be a roadblock for you, I wanna pray for you right now because I know how hard it can be when you're so far down this path where pride has been your norm, and I wanna pray that we all release pride today. So join me in prayer. Gracious God, we're so thankful for Chelsea's testimony that many of us relate to today. And we just ask right now, God, that you would help us to relinquish our pride. Help us to focus on you. Help us, God, to be with you and to follow you in humility. Help us to boast, God, that we know you and of what you have done because it's in you that we live and have our being. If anybody is watching this and they're struggling with pride, God, let them know it's okay to release it. That their identity is not in what their 
prideful for or what they do, but our identity is in you, Jesus. It's in Christ's name we do pray. Amen. My brother and sister, I thank you so much for worshiping and connecting with us today. If by chance you would like to know Jesus and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I invite you right now to pray a very simple prayer with me. It's the ABC prayer, but we're not going to go all the way through Z. And so if you're ready and you feel God moving inside of your heart, just repeat this very simple prayer with me. Let's pray. I admit that I am a sinner in need of God's love. I believe that Christ died for me. And I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have prayed that prayer or if you have any prayer request or want to offer any feedback, we would love to hear from you. And you can do so by going to alltogether, A-L-L, together at spdl.org. If by chance you want to sow into this ministry financially, you can do so by going to spdl.org and the giving option is there. Friends, don't allow pride to hinder your relationship with God or with others. Pride should be more of a speed bump, as we'll talk about next week, instead of a roadblock that hinders you. And so, friends, let's learn from Jeremiah's words, this weeping, encouraging prophet that tells us, look to God and don't look within all the time. Because guess what? God is making music and doing some great things all around us, and he wants us to see it. Have a great week, and I hope to see you next year. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponstelian Baptist Church.